entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater. And welcome, everybody, to this special edition. It's Yes, you're right. It is Thursday, but it's a special edition today of Your Palace, Your Place. And um, I want to take a moment to explain why many of you are aware that um, a family member of mine, my dear sister-in-law, Nancy Capello, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and actually two weeks ago today. And um, so we did not have our show as planned two weeks ago on a Friday because, of course, our family was uh, in the midst of uh, planning and mourning and grieving and all that. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all our many friends uh, here, certainly at WATR, who you just were all wonderful, Tom and Trish and Chris and Barbara and Johnny and all those. Um, You just all were wonderful in so many ways. And I thank you for that on behalf of our family. And I thank all of our friends in the in the and my friends in our professional community uh, people we know acquaintances the outpouring was enormous she was truly a force in the world a force for good she's done so much good work and the the good part is her good great legacy will be carried on and so her husband Joe is committed to carrying on are you dense and the wonderful work it's done in saving lives and helping um, with the early detection of and screening of breast cancer. So I just wanted to explain why we're having this special edition today. On another note, I'm so honored to be opening for Barbara Davitt. You, I, I love Barbara Davitt. Barbara Davitt has been a mentor to me in many, many ways. And um, as you all know, she was inducted into the Connecticut Broadcasters Hall of Fame recently. And so I'm like, wow, I'm actually opening for Barbara Davitt this morning. So anyway, your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host on behalf of the Palace Theater and wonderful, wonderful Waterbury. And there is so much to talk about and so much going on. I don't even know where to start. I do want to make you aware, though, um, we have uh, fine-tuned and retooled a little bit our restaurant partners program. So it's now called the Palace Restaurant Group. And I want to give a, a, a warm welcome to our our members, which is not a welcome. They've been a part of us. But Diorio Restaurant, La Tavola, Nino, San Marino, and Spartan, they have been with us since day one. And uh, we are so glad that they have continued to be loyal and uh, want to work together because it makes sense, dinner and a show. And we also want to drive traffic to our restaurant partners when there's not a show because when there's a show in town, of course, all the restaurants are already jamming. So I'm hoping that you'll take advantage and um, want to do something uh, some other nights as well. And to that end, we now have a new incentive. So if you purchase two entrees at one of those uh, restaurants that I've just mentioned, you 
can get a free dessert with a purchase of two entrees. And so if you're if you're going on a show night, of course, you know, you have your theater tickets. But if you're not going on a show night, mention this offer um, that you understand there's a free dessert with the purchase of two entrees and uh, and and maybe you'll be encouraged to go out on a night other than a show night. So um, look for the Palace uh, Restaurant Group on our website and you can see more about um, who's involved and uh, this offer will be there as well. So I wanted to make sure to mention that. Are you like me? If you're listening, are you like me? This holiday season has come so quickly, and I have my husband. God bless him. He he likes to get things done. So he had our tree up three weeks ago. Our artificial tree. We a few years back kind of went the way of the artificial tree, and no more cutting it down. Anyway, it was up with the lights on for about three weeks. I finally got around to finishing, or even starting and finishing, the. Tree tree decorating, but I have so many other rooms that I decorate, actually every room in my house, including my bathroom. There's decor for the holidays, and um, but until I'm totally done done, there's boxes and uh, things on my dining room table and my kitchen table and just all those big Rubbermaid containers all not put away yet and it's driving me crazy so that's my goal for this weekend but of course this weekend there is so much holiday entertainment now we're gonna our guest today one is going to be uh the young uh actor who plays rudolph in the production of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which is coming to the palace theater as many of you know uh, this weekend friday and saturday and so she's one of our guests this morning And then we're going to talk to somebody who's going to help us with something we all need more of, and that is sleep. Do you have a problem with sleep? I actually don't. Well, I, I... Now, my husband... My husband would say I do have a problem with my sleep because I sleep so deeply and loudly. Yes, I'm one of those. I snore and keep him awake. Um, So he probably needs us more than I do because I sleep like I'm dead. But anyway, our second guest on your palace, your place this morning will be a woman who is, of all things, a sleep coach, and she's our featured presenter on Tuesday evening for our second act series. So uh, Brooke Packard is going to be with us in the second half of the show. But if you're looking for uh, holiday entertainment, there's just a dearth of it coming up. Not only do we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this weekend at the Palace, which of course I want you to go and see, and if you're so inclined, and we'll talk more about this later, but we've got a great deal. Tickets starting at $26.00. So um, if you want to bring the grandchildren or the children and, uh, you know, there's, you know, three or four of them, a $26 ticket might be enticing. So hope you uh, uh, think about that and t- might take advantage of it. Also, let's see, we've got Elf going on at Landmark this weekend. Uh, every Christmas story, which I'm going to see, by the way. I can't wait to see Jimmy Donahue as Elf. I just adore him, and he's such a talented young actor. Um, Every Christmas Story Ever Told, which I saw last weekend at Phoenix Stage, and let me tell you, it's a three-person show. Uh, Ed Bassett, Ian Diedrich, and Rob Rishnovsky. I hope I pronounced that right. Joanne Rockman uh, wrote a review of it. 
uh, in today's uh, weekend in the Republican American. And they are outstanding. I mean, the the, the comedy, it's hilarious. The physical comedy, um, there's just so, so much that they do. They actually do pretty much every Christmas story ever told. Um, so if you're looking for something really just funny, these three guys are fabulous actors. Um, that's an option. Uh, I think next weekend we've got at the Warner uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, my all-time favorite Christmas story ever, ever, ever. Um, and then uh, I've seen a production, by the way, of that up there a few years back, and it was phenomenal because you can't cheat on that. It's got to be like the original, and it was. It was great. Um, and then we have, of course, Christmas Eve at Erlene's Diner at Seven Angels. So, I mean, there is. who did I miss? I hope nobody because... Um, and there's just so much wonderful theater going on for the holidays, as well as, I mean, I was looking at Kelly Lambert's uh, roundup of all these activities, all these Christmas lights, and, and pretty soon we'll have all our Nutcracker, the dance you know, performances uh, with uh, Woodbury Ballet and Main Street Ballet and Connecticut Dance Theater. Uh, so uh, it's just a great time. And then there's, oh, and something I really want to try to get to see. Every year, the holidays get so busy for so many of us, and we don't do those things that we truly may would speak to our spirit um, at the holidays. But I, uh, is it the Corral? The Waterbury Corral is doing Handel's Messiah, and that I would um, would love to see. And our friends at Waterbury Symphony have, I know they have performances this week, and so lots, lots, lots going on in the uh, world of uh, the arts and entertainment. Whew. Okay, I think what we're going to do right now, Johnny, is we are, oh, one last thing, one last thing I do want to talk about. So I'm reading Joanne's, um, Joanne Rockman's, not her review, but her other column, uh, uh, what's it called, behind the scenes or backstage, whatever it's called, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I see that Bob Tansley is thinking about now, many of you know Bob Tansley. He's done a lot of theater, and um, his daughter, of course, Brooke, went on to Broadway as uh, uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And But Bob has done lots of children's theater. Well, now he's considering doing a version of Annie with a senior seniors cast. And I don't mean seniors in high school. I mean <laughs> seniors. And I love that idea. I've always wanted to play Miss Hannigan, Bob, if you're listening. Um, but anyway, um, I just marked myself, didn't I, as a senior? <laughs> anyway, well, I guess I am. Anyway, um, I think that's a great idea. And Bob, um, if you want to talk, because I think that might be a, a great mutual project to do for our second act series. Wouldn't that be fun? So if you're listening, Bob, give me a give me a shout and we can chat. All right, Jenny, I think what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to your palace, your place with an interview with a reindeer. So stay tuned. Well, now let me tell you about Rudolph. It all started a couple of years before the big snow. It was springtime and Santa's lead reindeer Donner had just become a proud papa. Nah, we'll, we'll call him Rudolph. Rudolph is a lovely name, Rudolph. Hey, he knows his name already. Papa, mama, he's... He's 
got a shiny nose. Sh shiny? I'd even say it glow. Well, we'll simply have to overlook it. Now how can you overlook that? His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. <laughs> well, Donner, where's the new member of the family? After all, if he's going to be on my team someday, he'd better get to know me. <laughs> well, hi there. Aren't you the sturdy little fellow? <laughs> Santa. <laughs> and smart, too. Great bouncing iceberg. Now, I'm sure it'll stop as soon as he grows up, Santa. Well, let's hope so if he wants to make the sleigh team someday. You see, little fellow, every year I shine up my jingle bells for eight lucky reindeer. And I am so excited. I feel like a little kid because I'm getting the opportunity this morning to share with you, our listeners on your Palisher Place, a young actress who will be coming to the Palace Theater this weekend, Friday, November 30th, and Saturday for two performances, December 1st. And she's playing the lead character in the beloved classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the musical. And boy, it's like getting to speak to Santa himself. So welcome, Shelby Tally. <laughs> To good, you're, Thank you. You're welcome to your palace, your place, and good morning to you. And um, good morning. You um, must be first of all. You just must be having a ball in this show. I mean, I I, I can't it's imagine so you're fun. not. It's really fun. It's pretty magical. I would. Yeah. I would bet, and you must get um, some interesting fan mail after the show. I'm thinking, or. People leaving candy canes for you, little kids. Oh, <laughs> I wish. Oh, uh, you I wish. wish. I got that every night. Well, we're going to do that here. Then you, you're going to get a big Waterbury welcome. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, this show. Let's talk about the show first. It's uh, it's a classic, and in fact, it was just broadcast this past week, um, and now people get to see the live version. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the story. For those who need a refresher. Well, uh, uh, yeah, a little refresher. Well, it's about the story of Rudolph um, and, you know, how he grows into his nose. Um, he, he goes through a lot through his childhood. He gets, you know, made fun of constantly for his red nose. And um, his parents don't really accept him at first, and they try to cover it up. And, and then finally he comes across, you know, these other misfits. Mm -hmm. He travels along and he finds, you know, finds Hermie, the misfit elf, and then he finds the misfit toys. And they all just kind of bond over the fact that they all have something unique and special about one another or about themselves and um, how it's just not accepted by others. So this story is really just about acceptance and about, you know, um, a little bit of bullying here and there and, you know, how... Uh, it just is it's it's a challenge to get through something when you are a little different sure or yeah it's just it's very special and then once you get to the end it's just so amazing that everyone comes together and 
they accept him for who he is, and then he ends up becoming this heroic figure because he helps Santa, you know, deliver all those presents. So it's pretty <laughs> special. You know, it's very timely, uh, although this was, uh, how old is the the um, broadcast? Um, 30-something years? It was out 1964. Oh, my goodness. So even longer than that. Yeah. So... <laughs> And back then, it's interesting because we weren't hearing uh, the message about, you know, anti-bullying and uh, harassment or any of that. And yet that message was out there a long time ago. So, A, we still have work to do as a society, just saying. Uh But, um, but, but, um, you know, it's still a message that certainly um, speaks volumes today. And we can talk about our differences more readily today. And um, yeah. and and be accepting of one another. So this show reinforces that message, and I I think yes. that's a, just a wonderful um, message for children and adults yes. as well. Adults as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> When you come to a show like this, you get to, uh, with children, either your, your own children, your grandchildren, you get to kind of um, relive some of your own childhood, certainly, and, yeah. you know, you know, kind of revisit that um, playful side of yourself, if you will. Um, right. But you also, I think, you know, get to share it with those that you love now. And that's really special. Exactly. When you see, I'm mm-hmm. sure, in the response you must get from audiences. You must hear that in there. Oh, absolutely. It's really, it's really fun to hear it. Every audience is different mm-hmm. and everyone has, you know, their favorite characters and their favorite scene that makes them chuckle a little bit more than other <laughs> scenes. So it's really fun to hear the feedback from the audience and you can hear that. It's just bringing back fond memories. Now, Shelby, um, you probably were a little girl growing up and saying, you know, maybe you took dance and maybe, but did you ever imagine you'd be playing a reindeer? (laughs) You know, no, I never thought I would be playing a reindeer. (laughs) Nope. I mean, this show wasn't um, out when I was young. And, um, you know, it's been going on for about five years now. So fairly new. Um, But no, I never thought I'd be playing a reindeer. (laughs) So let's talk about you as a little girl. Were you a dancer? Did you grow up saying, oh, I want to be an actress? What was your life like? Um, Well, I grew up singing and acting. That Ah. was my, well, you know, I was a young dancer, too. I I took tap and jazz and ballet when I was little. And then I kind of went into singing more. And that was. Um, something that I just loved to do. Hmm. And then acting became to be a part of the mix, and that turned into my passion. So um, I've been doing it my whole life. I've been performing since I was about six years old. And, um, yeah, it's... it's Did you study musical theater in college? I did. I, I did. I studied at UCLA, and I just graduated this year. So, um, congratulations. This is really fun. Wow. This is really fun to come into. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you immediately got um, a tour, a national tour. I know. It, you know, it all fell into place. I was pretty, I was pretty excited about it. 
Oh, I can only yeah. imagine. Sure. I mean, that's <laughs> what you're, you know, you're working toward and to actually be doing yeah. it and being paid for it. And uh, that mm-hmm. that's pretty heady stuff. What's been, yeah. what, what's been one of the highlights of being on the road? How long, the tour just started pretty much, right? Yeah, we, we're on our third week now. Okay. So we, we are going to be traveling for six weeks. Um, so we're almost halfway through, which is crazy because it's gone by so fast already. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but it's been a really fun experience. I mean, bonding with this cast is so special and everyone is so wonderful. Um, so it's been, it's been a good first professional experience or (laughs) professional tour for me. (laughs) I'm sure. Now, this is a musical. So what are the, you know, songs that we'll be hearing that we know or... I mean, everything that you know from the movie will be in here. I mean, there's Misfit, um, there's the Misfit song with Hermie and Rudolph. There is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Of course. (laughs) There's Silver and Gold. Oh, my gosh. Everyone loves Silver and Gold. Yes. It's really really cute. Um, And then there's Fame and Fortune, which wasn't in the film, but that was a deleted scene from the film with Yukon. So that was added, which is, it's so fun. It's a great number, and it brings, you know, Yukon's character just to life. Um, But, yeah, everything is really intact from the film. I mean, people are coming to see the film, and that's what they're going to (laughs) get. That's And you know what? With something like this, a classic, you really can't do a whole lot of uh, reinventing because Mm -hmm. it's part of the, you know, the the collective consciousness, if you will. Right, Um, right. Absolutely. And that's what that's what people are coming to see. They want to see what they know, and they want to share it yeah. with the next generation. So, um, yeah. so what's next for you, Shelby? I mean, what what are your aspirations? What are your dreams? What do you have a sh- another show uh, booked or after the tour? <laughs> you know, I don't have anything right now, but um, I will be heading back to LA, and as soon as I get there, I'm just going to start auditioning again. I have. Um, a manager and agent, so they're sending me out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has taken up, you know, a, about three months so far. So this has been a pretty great job, you know, to this day. So, yeah, um, uh, well, yeah just you. when I get back, I'm going to hit the ground running and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's such fun to, and when you come, you'll um, you'll see this theater is a wonderful theater for performers, um, the Palace Theater in Waterbury, where you can see oh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the musical, this weekend. And right now, we're talking to Shelby Talley, who plays the lead role of Rudolph. Shelby, is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we let you go uh, prancing back to the North Pole there and <laughs> on your way? to Waterbury. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Just to, I hope you guys all make it out. It's very special and bring your family. Your whole family will love it. Absolutely. Um, It's a pretty magical time. So Uh, I hope everyone can come. (laughs) We're, we're so looking forward to it and looking forward to you being here in Waterbury. It's a great city. And I thank you so much for taking the time out this morning to chat with us. I know you're on a bus soon to get your way here and see (laughs) your way to the Palace Theater. So we'll be seeing you very, very soon. Shelby Talley, thank you so much. Much. Can't wait.
All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye now. And now is Shelby Talley, who, as I said, plays the lead role of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, coming to the Palace Theater this Friday and Saturday. And guess what? We have made some very affordable tickets available. Um, so if you're interested in going, bringing the family and, you know, thought, uh, it just doesn't fit in the budget, um, $26 tickets are available now. So give our box office a call after 10 o'clock this morning, 203-346-2000. And you can uh, set yourself up with some seats and have a great time this weekend with your family. And by the way, uh, there are three performances, one Friday evening at 7, and the times are nice for younger children. So 7 p.m. Friday, November 30th. There are two performances on Saturday, December 1st. There's a matinee at 1 p.m. And that matinee is special for two reasons. It's a sensory-friendly performance. And for those of you who have uh, children with some uh, special auditory or sensory needs, you'll find this particular performance uh, very amenable. And uh, the lighting will be lower. The lights will be kept on, actually, but low lighting in the audience throughout the performance. And um, there'll be opportunity to leave the theater for those who may not be able to, you know, sit through the whole uh, piece, but need to have a break. So that it's sensory friendly. And for those of you who are hard of hearing or prefer to, you know, uh, have some help in hearing, uh, it's also an open caption performance. And that is through the auspices of the Theater Development Fund, um, which is part of the Broadway League that and has granted the Palace Theater in Waterbury funding to get that program off the ground. And also from our local sponsor for the open caption, and that is Hearing Aid Specialist with um, locations in both Southbury and New Milford area. And we're so thankful for um, both of those uh, funders and sponsor um, for helping to make that available to people. So, And then the third performance is 7 p.m. Saturday evening. So please um, get your holiday season really underway. This is such a heartwarming show and I hope to see many of you in the audience. So $26 tickets, remember, that's the bargain. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back with more Your Palace, Your Place. Stay tuned. And I just want to reiterate that our pricing starts at $26 a ticket. So there's a price point there for everybody. And I know you're going to enjoy this show this weekend. And we have more fun coming up to your palace, your place after this break. Bend the tease, the palace theater, your palace, your place. And we're back with Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and happy to be here to bring you some news and uh, entertainment news, uh, wellness news, all kinds of little tidbits, celebrity interviews, and hope that you enjoy our show. And uh, if you ever have a suggestion for something you'd like us to uh, bring to you, by all means, and give me a holler at the Palace Theater. You can reach me at 203-346-200. And right now, um, we have the fourth presenter in our new second act series. Uh, Brooke Packard is with us on the phone. Good morning, Brooke. Good morning, Sherry. 
How um, is it up there in Waterbury? <laughs> it's a little chilly this morning, but um, yeah, but no snow, and that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Although I should be more in the uh, snow mood because we have Rudolph coming to us this weekend. So, um, but anyway, but Brooke, Brooke is um, she she was of interest when we first. Uh, we're looking for people to be uh, a pres- be presenters in the series when I was curating and putting it together. Brooke reached out to me. She had heard about it. And um, of all things, she said she was a sleep coach. And I thought, now that's interesting because so many of us have issues with with sleep, whether we don't get enough, whether maybe we get too much, I'm in our groggy all day long, uh, whatever. So I said, you know, I and she had a great backstory. So Brooke, welcome, and I, 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 I want to lead up to you know how you got to this, and and of course I want people to come to hear your full presentation Tuesday night at the Palace Theater in our beautiful Poli Club, which is a small, nice, intimate space. It's where our jazz series is too, by the way. And um, Brooke will be uh, talking about uh, uh, how to get good sleep habits. The the first best habit to nurture is actually the name of her presentation. And it begins at 6 p.m. There's dinner for you first. And, um, and it's always a good dinner from San Marino, usually. And it's if you're an AARP member or you're a member of OLLI, which is Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, it's $20. Where are you going to get dinner and a show for $20 these days? And you're going to get a great show, a great presentation. So, Brooke, welcome. And let, let's start off with how did you come to be a sleep coach? What's, what led up to you being a sleep coach? Well, you know, you always teach what you uh, can't do yourself. You know, and part of my story is I was uh, I was a voice teacher for a number of years, and I and the more I taught, the better I personally got as a singer. Um, and so, with sleep, I had horrible sleep problems, um, and I was doing all the wrong things, uh, which we're all still doing. There's five factors that really affect our sleep that are in our control, and um, it, it, you know, I, I'll talk about that, but what happened was I kept going from doctor to doctor asking for a magic bullet. Like, give me a pill, right? I, mean, mm-hmm. I still hear that all the time from people. Like, isn't there something I can take that'll solve this? Well, and that's the, answer, the society no. we live in. There's a magic pill yeah. for everything these days. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately. What can I take? This is sort of related. A friend of mine who's who's still teaching voice had a, a mother of a teenage student come to her and say, "What can she do to help? What can she eat to help her with low notes?" It's like a teen. Oh, she doesn't have them yet. You know, it's that simple. But with um, with sleep, so I was very fortunate that all the doctors um, said, uh, "This is what you need to do," and then try it for a month, and which was basically get in a habit get in a routine, starting with knowing how much sleep you need, and we'll talk about that. And, um, you know, step one, until I see folks on Tuesday, is go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. And then within that, your whole day prepares you for sleep. So I started doing that, and 
gee, the doctors were right. There's a reason <laughs> they have an MD after their name. Um, and it really, and the more I dug into it and the more I made that bedtime habit um, the cornerstone of my day, everything else fell into place. You know, moods, relationships, focus, productivity, um, everything. Um, so that's really how I, I got into it. And then I, and I, I started Sleepy Time Club, which is really for kids, although I have adults going like, please, can you do this for me? <laughs> because, because another part of my first act story was I was an early childhood music specialist for many years. Um, I was with the lady with the guitar who sang songs, and, and my whole teaching approach is to empower people to do it themselves, is to make myself obsolete. Oh. And I... Yeah, that's I, I that's, that's the best yeah. teacher. <laughs> well, thank you. No, There's truly, truly, in any in any realm. I mean, you're right. You know, to teach people how to do for themselves. Yes, absolutely, and and we can go into fancy words like critical pedagogy, but it's really basically, you know, it's like parenting. You know, it's you really want your kid to be self reliant and mm-hmm. figure things out for themselves and be curious. So. Um, so I started to put my love of stories, my love of music, and seeing what a powerful ritual can be in our lives, and um, put together a bedtime ritual for kids and families that, you know, doesn't lead you, doesn't have like, you know, let the wild rumpus begin right before you turn <laughs> out the light. Well, you know, Brooke, I'm thinking as you're, as you're talking, and I, I have two adult children, um, and I was... Um, very careful when they were infants to create a, um, a schedule. And not that I was rigid, but I, you know, if somebody said, you know, come over and stay, I was like, no, I need to, I need to get my children to sleep in their beds. And, um, and, and they were always good sleepers. And to this day, now they're, they're 27 and 31, they go to bed at nine o'clock. And wow. yeah, I mean, and they get up and they're refreshed and they're, you know, off one's a lawyer and, you know, they, they need their critical thinking skills on for what they do. And, and I really think that pattern was set in, in child and in infancy and not that I'm such a fabulous parent, but that to me just seemed like a no brainer. Like, um, there needed to be a schedule set early on that, um, you know, help them, um, learn how to soothe themselves and calm themselves. Um, and I, I wasn't an advocate of letting your child scream either, but, you know, I would have a routine. It was, you know, sing a song, tell, do a story, and then it's now you're tucked in and it's sleepy time, like, you, like you're probably doing in your sleepy time club. <laughs> yes, yeah, and what a good, what a good, you know, you, you intuitively or, or, or maybe not so intuitively did just the right thing as a parent because the more I'm not a doctor I'm a storyteller and a singer you know <laughs> and um, the research uh, indicates that when you get those habits started when they're young it will last a lifetime yeah. um, and and we know and we'll talk about it on Tuesday the the downside of not getting enough sleep although I don't like to dwell on that I don't like to dwell on the fear but mm-hmm. we really need to put it first and what's interesting to me was the bumper right before I came on and I made a note I'll research it, is um, teenagers are not getting enough sleep 
because they're going to bed with their cell phones and texting all night. Yes. And I hear this all the time, and it's like there's a simple solution. And and it's it's easier to start a good habit than it is to break a bad one, um, but it's worth breaking the bad ones. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, the, the long-term health implications, too. I mean, the research is there on that with your heart and if you're, you know, having sleep, not only not getting sleep, but if you're asleep, if you're a snorer or... Um, things of that nature. I mean, they have long-term uh, implications that are are not good. Yeah, no, they're they're not good at all. It's it's uh, you know, and again, I don't want to go into the fear, but we will talk a little bit about it because it's it's just worth it to to motivate everyone to start. You know, I, I mean, I have conversations with people that's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, one of the first things doctors say is get the TV out of the bedroom. Mm. You know, for many, many reasons. And I have people saying, well, my spouse uh, has to watch TV to fall asleep, so it's on until way past. I have to go to sleep with the TV on. Mm-hmm. And then I can't sleep. And it's like, is Guilty. this worth having a discussion? <laughs> right. But is this worth having a discussion, you know, with your partner about, mm-hmm. you know, Yes, yes. Like, we need to do this. Let's shift this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we used to leave it on all night long. But now I'm the last one to go to bed. My husband goes up earlier than I do. And uh, so he has it on while he's falling asleep. When I get up, when I get up there now, I have it on and it's probably maybe seven minutes. And then it's like, okay, I turn it off. I roll over and I am out. That's great. It you sounds know, like but, the seven minutes is part of your routine. Yeah, you know? right. But I don't like it on anymore. Like I, don't, I can feel that. I can feel it on with my eyes closed. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even if I can't hear it because I don't, I don't hear very well. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, Brooke. But hang on because we're gonna come back to you. I want to talk a little bit about you know your life before this and how you know how the inspiration you know really came to you a little bit and uh, and your background. You're you're a performer and, as well as a teacher, so. Let's talk a little bit about that and some of the fun things you're doing in your second act. So everybody that's listening, stay tuned because we're coming back with Brooke Packard, who's our presenter, this coming Tuesday evening at the Palace Theater in Waterbury for uh, a second act and telling us about um, sleep and uh, the first great habit to nurture. So stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And we're back with your Palace, your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and we're talking to Brooke Packard, who is the presenter for our fourth uh, presentation of our second act series this coming Tuesday evening, 6 p.m. Brooke, we were talking before the break about how did you, um, you know, come to this place in your life to create the Sleepy Time Club, um, but you also talked a little bit about when you were. Um, became an empty nester there was something that kind of was it was timely for you to look at doing some different things previously you had uh, mentioned uh, on the phone with us that you had been a teacher an early childhood music specialist but you've also got a background as an as a performer as well 
Yes, yes, and that actually just uh, I was I was something I was always interested in in high school um, and and growing up in the Hartford area. Uh, I would say I saw more wonderful theater at Hartford Stage and at the Long Wharf and at the Yale Rep than had I you know grown up in New York and could afford the tickets on Broadway every. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Um, so I was always interested in that, but the, you know, the environment, and I'll talk about that on Tuesday, you know, is, it's not necessarily that encouraging. It wasn't at the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, now there's wonderful programs for this. People are more accepting of, of that creative aspect of ourselves. Yes. Um, so I get a lot of different things along the way. Um, and, uh, and in fact, in high school, I was like the town babysitter up in central Connecticut. I mean, I, I never had a date. I was like the babysitter, which I kind of loved, even though it was weird, um, because I really got to know kids. I really got to know what was going on with them. Um, but then at a certain point, it was, you know, at the time it paid horribly. I figured out that I could teach myself guitar and play in coffee houses and get mm. more than I was babysitting. <laughs> and that's really what started me off on, on doing more music in an independent way as, as a kind of singer, songwriter, you know, guitar player. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was kind of part of the performance aspect. And um, and then I would say when we hit, you know, then I, I um, married my husband. It's a second marriage for both of us. Um, and he is uh, a, a bishop in the Episcopal Church. So right after we got married, he was elected bishop, and we traveled around the world to military bases everywhere. And along the way, I, I met military families. We talked about kid issues, education issues, sleep issues. Um, and also I was a, a liturgist, an amateur liturgist, so I ran bands in churches and put together children's liturgies mainly and wrote for them, oh. wrote for the church. And, and that kind of all factors into the power of ritual and routine when we do it with intention and joy. Hmm. So um, when our daughter left and he retired and um, it, it, there was just kind of a quiet waiting period, which I think we need to be more patient with in our lives. You mm-hmm. know, that season of, you know, kind of our, our you know, winter before the spring, you know, we keep cycling back. Yes. And, um, and then just the idea of my own sleep issues, my own life journey, just kind of came to me one day, you know, as they say, it was downloaded. You know, um, I love that. I love what you just said, because I find so what I'm as I'm learning and hearing the presentations of the people um, this year in Second Act. I think the, the thing that resonates for me, and I know this is true for myself, that it's our life is like a giant puzzle and we keep adding pieces until we kind of have this and maybe it's never hap- never really happens hopefully we never really totally complete it but each piece links to another and leads us to the next piece yeah and I in I'm finding that as I'm talking to people I'm uh, in myself and you know tr- trying or going back to sometimes things that we loved but we had to leave behind for many reasons as we you know journeyed into adulthood and took on responsibilities and now in this second act of our lives we're able to. 
uh, explore again, perhaps, or learn something completely entirely new, take a chance, that fear of failing is kind of behind us. Yeah. You know, and um, I, you know, it's funny because I have several people I know that are just turning 50 and they're bemoaning the fact. And I'm saying, say hallelujah, because this is going to be the best time you 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 know, it is true. You know, if you want to wear whatever color you want to wear, you don't care anymore what anybody else thinks. So anyway, that's my little uh, my little uh, oratory for this morning. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so true. I don't know if you're a fan of the uh, Netflix series Grace and Frankie, but I think oh that's yes, a wo- oh yes, <laughs> wonderful example of yes. two women, and they they I think Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda have have um, minted the term perennials instead of elders or seniors. I love that you're the second person, and I used that last time in introducing our last second actor. I love oh, that perfect. term, and um, I'm like, that is so perfect. We're, we are perennials. <laughs> yeah, blooming again and again and again. Yes. You um, know, Brooke, I'm, I'm, they're waving at me here. You know, you only have a minute left, and or two minutes, two minutes. So I, I do want to wrap up, and I want to leave people on the edge of their seats so they will come and see you this Tuesday evening at the Palace Theater. You're, you now live in Rye, New York, so you're coming in and uh, going to be with us. And I, I'm so looking forward to seeing you again, and thank you for supporting some of the other second actors that have come before you. I know you came with your dad, and that was you know very, very nice. And um, if, for those of you who are listening, this is Brooke Packard we're talking to. And if you have any kind of sleep issue, or if your partner has any kind of sleep issue, you do not want to miss this presentation. And by the way, I want to say thank you to our sponsors of Second Act, and that is um, the Connecticut Community Foundation, who has funded us for the first year to get us off the ground. And for our wonderful sponsor, Peak Physical Therapy on Chase Avenue in Waterbury. Thank you for your support. Brooke, we're looking forward to seeing you at 6 o'clock this Tuesday. And don't forget, folks, $20 tickets if you're an AARP member or an OLLI member. And you get dinner, a wonderful dinner. So um, call our box office or go online, palacetheaterct.org or 203-346-2000. Our box office will open in about 32 minutes. So um, I hope that you'll take advantage of this wonderful new program. Brooke, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to Tuesday night and the whole series. It's it's a fantastic thing you've created there. Thank you very much. All right. And that was Brooke. Packard uh, again, and she's uh, our presenter this Tuesday evening for our second act series. Johnny, where are we? How much time do we have? We're out about one minute. So I want to thank you for listening once again to your palace, your place. And as I said at the top of the show, I was so honored to be opening for the legend, Barbara Davitt, who is getting ready for her show, Coffee Break, coming up next. So I want to I want you to be sure, of course, you'll stay tuned to that. And I will be with you again, uh, let's see, next Friday for our normal time for your palace, your place. This is Sherry Marcucci, and it's been my pleasure to be with you this morning for the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. Don't forget, come to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the musical this weekend. All right. Bye-bye, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye now.
Call a name.